Match episode 107. Whisper in your lover's ear. Text the Soundhawk. 303-548-6877. Soundhawk, we are back. Welcome back to you, Skater Boy. If you would like to text Skater Boy, I'm happy to receive those texts as well. 303-548-6877. Expo West, what a whirlwind that was. That was something else. Expo West. I've still got an Expo West hangover. Who doesn't love it? And you're still working on clearing up that that. Expo West forehead breakout. So many samples. So much fun. It's it's not there. Rude to imply that it is. All right. Episode 107, Bathtub Grapefruit. That's a callback. You can go figure that out in episode 105. Well, no, I mean, it's not actually. I took a a bath and ate a grapefruit. I was going to keep moving. I tried it out. We talked about, would that be good? I did it. I took a bath. I ate a grape, well, half of a grapefruit. I think that, and I put the peel in the water, and I think that, you know, there's grapefruit oil locked in that peel. I think that seeped in my skin, gave me a glow. Gave you the runs. No, that was you. You cursed me. What? Oh, tripped there's Expo the damn couch. West. Oh, that yeah. couch squeaking makes me think of that video we're about to share with everyone. Oh, you want to tell no, the people no, about no, the no, video? No, not yet, not yet. So you took a shower. No, I took no. a bath. All right, what the hell? People take showers. They eat oranges in the showers. It's this weird fetish thing that somebody, one thing, of our... Really. Oh. I don't think it's a fetish. I think it's like oranges can be messy. So why not? Wouldn't it be more fun to eat one with reckless abandon and not worry about getting sticky juice all over your hands and face and do it in the shower? So instead, take a bath and put some grapefruit in there? Did you get the grapefruit juice in the bath water? No, very little. No, that doesn't count. But I did get the peel in there, and I was telling you the oils soaked into my skin. That, that fetishistic listener we have. Radiant glow. Not to be named. All right, what? Yeah, he's a kinky one. Because he'll never text me that. <laughs> um, all right, good show. Expo impressions, real quick. Just go back, listen to episode 106. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, we were in the moment. You're not going to get any better insight. You're not going to get any better food news. You're not going to get any better trade show. You're not going to get any better bathroom stall interviews with organic ice cream pioneers. Yep, it's a strong dose of fun. Right here, big boy. Right here, big boy. All right. So also episode 105, is that when we were talking about Dave's Killer Bread? Yeah, we did. We talked about Dave Dahl. Remember you said like, on the package, killer spray painted. Did he kill somebody? Yeah. I went deep on Dave Dahl. Deep dive. And what'd you come up with? <clears throat> so the quick answer is no, he never killed anybody. That's good. He was a legitimate felon. Yeah. Like many arrests. Don't kick your mic. Ah. Many arrests. Like many people holding high political office. Burglaries. Uh, assault. Armed assault. He was a meth addict. Whoa. Dealt meth in and out of jails, different states. I think like maybe 15 years in jail. Yikes. His dad was a health bake, a health food baker, one of the first to do like sprouted wheat breads. But Dave was like, ah, fuck that business, man. That ain't me. I'm going to sell some fucking meth. And then he got out of the, when he had his epiphany, his brother was running the business. His brother said, we'll help you out. His brother, the his brother was running the baking business, the not baking the business. business. Yeah, the, okay. the bread business. And uh, Dave turned the corner. So did he take over the business? Then, then he became the face of the business. Because he's he got was, a great story. He's a big personality. He also <clears throat> uh, 
what made him turn the corner was that he finally went and saw a doctor about how low he was feeling all the time. Mm. Clinically depressed his whole life, probably his whole life. Got on some medication. Big deal for a prison man to talk this way, right? Sure is. You hide your emotions in prison. He came clean, and he wanted to tell people that this was a big deal. Then, Mm. (laughs) um, the story takes a recidivist turn, 2013. Although there's a 20-minute video I watched on this about what really happened that night. Okay, so there's I think, different theories. Well, the, the the it seems to be the winning theory is that he was actually also bipolar, undiagnosed, had a manic episode, really like thought he was communicating with God, and uh, did a little ping pong thing with some cop cars and ran into him and didn't go well. Ended up in jail. People were like worried about him and called, essentially called the cops in, like friends did. They were mm. like, I thought they were going to, you know, they should have just done a 72-hour hold and got him some help. No, they threw the guy in jail. Took him years to get out. Now he's out. Took him years to get out? A Washington County judge, well, I don't know how many. Yeah, I think so. Jeez. This is from January, because that happened in 20, here we go, November 2013. And this story is from January 2015. A Washington County judge spared Dave Dahl Friday from a stay in the Oregon State Hospital. The judge decided instead to keep him on conditional release under the supervision of the State Psychiatric Security Review Board with a slew of requirements, including the judge's specific ban on bars and cars. That sounds like a song. It does. Bars and cars. And like a Garth Brooks song. Oh, like a Dave Dahl song. Oh, yeah. He's a guitar he's player. He's a strummer. He's a, he's a uh, bard, I think. A bread-making bard. Which, Dahl later said, didn't bother him at all. I'll ride a bike, he said with a laugh. I'll take the bus. It's better for you anyway. Sure is. Um, Let's see. He was found guilty except for insanity, uh, third-degree assault, and unlawful use of a weapon, in this case a black Cadillac Escalade. That's my go-to weapon of choice. Mm -hmm. Charges stem from a November 2013 (laughs) dust-up. Dust-up? Yeah, is this in like some old West newspaper? <laughs> With sheriff's deputies summoned by Dahl's friends when he was exhibiting the signs of a mental health crisis. Crisis. A dust up. In 2012, his family sold a half stake in the business to expand nationwide, but I think they're still involved. So Dave's on the mend again. He's out. Good. Just trying to make another... He'll rise again. Dash for the light. He will rise again. In fact... It's a bread joke. Oh, that is a funny bread joke. I love their uh, go to Dave, their white bread done right. You had that bread? It looks like a bleached white bread, but it's not. It's got a bunch of ancient grains in it and stuff. It's quite delicious. The official website of Dave Dahl, davedahl360.com. Yep. The newest video, Overcoming, again. Good. Way to yeah. go, Dave. We're rooting for you, man. Oh, man, he's a badass. Look at oh, that. He's, he's, he's the intense. Real deal. He's the real deal. There you go. There's your Dave Dahl update. <clears throat> Thank you. Are you on this show? Am I on what show? This show? Yeah. I was letting you give the Dave Dahl update. You did so much great research. I'm done. All right. I said thank you. I watched like 40 minutes of Dave Dahl YouTube clips. They've made, him and a buddy have made like three videos to tell the killer bread story and then to tell it again and then to tell his overcoming again story. I'm, I'm Mo- in. Moving stuff? <laughs> I'm in. He's All right, a compelling well, guy. You know, if you like what you're hearing right now, if you like this voice, if you like that voice. Nobody likes this voice. I like that voice. Aww. You can support Natch. We are now. Oh, hey, yeah. 
You want to just... No, do that. <laughs> You're lessening the impact of the no. announcement here. Patreon. Support us on Patreon. We'll be up there any minute. It's at patreon.com backslash... Or is that a forward slash? Forward slash Natch 9000. Natch 9000. Patreon. Natch 9000. We mm-hmm. are making a weekly food whisper cast just for you. There's some goals and rewards and all of that good stuff, but the best part is the video that's going to be up there. That video, oh, it's a very good video. You've been—it's such good work. We're going to take you behind the scenes into the studio, into the minds of me and him, of him and I. And if you want to give us, con- if you want to text, tweet, do whatever you do to comment on the video, that's fine. But don't you dare say it's too long. Don't you dare. It's not too long, and the intro especially is not overdone. It's just right. <laughs> it's a good video. It makes us happy. Watch that video. Maybe we'll uh, tweet that out too, just so you can see the video. Patreon is a, it's like a public radio. Uh, it's like a radio. Kickstarter for the arts. It's not, not like the Kickstarter analogy. Well, I, you I don't like, have, the Kickstarter, you have to get a certain yeah, amount like before the, it kicks um, in. You can support us right away. It's just like a fucking pledge drive for, public, for NPR or yeah. public TV. It's like, this is content you value. You need to support it. Throw it a buck. Throw oh it a god. buck. Oh my God. I, I wish we could get Ira Glass to promote. I'm doing it. Natch 9000 on Patreon. Oh my God. You're not giving a thing to a damn person, are you? you I give you, some stuff. You don't know how to get into the Natch Patreon account. All right. Well, you're doing it. You did it for research purposes. No, I, I, but I did it for Chances with Wolves. Love them. Oh. I'm giving them a buckish, buck of creation. Buckish. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Love them still. Do it. You fair weather. I love them. I think I'm giving them three bucks a month, four bucks a month. You're a fucking hero, Mark. I'm a hero. You're a hero. But uh, you know what? I'm not the only hero. So to all the heroes out there, patreon.com. Now's your chance. Match 9,000. To be our heroes. Or get the doc by texting me and I will send it to you and it will have the link in it. There's all sorts of roundabout <laughs> or ways. Or check Twitter and we'll kick <clears> it on there. Maybe, do we do an Instagram? Nah, well, fuck that. All right. Patreon. You don't want to put anything on Instagram? Hey, we're on Patreon. Nah. Yeah, why would you spread the word? That's stupid. I don't want to spread the word. I want to keep it. Because you feel a little dirty. Like, oh, pay me. Support, not oh, pay. Support. Support. Okay. Check your language, son. I have a question for you. This isn't a tarot question. It's a, it's should I procure some helichism? Helichism? How would you pronounce that sound, Huck? Helichism? Helichism. I don't know what it is. I was just sitting here basking in whatever <laughs> in you were going to come up with. I think it's helichism. Helichism. Heli, helichism oil. No, helichism, helichism, helichism oil, helichism. So I've been doing some research. Does this have another name? I don't believe it does. I'll bet it has some common name. Like I don't think so. It's kind of a rare, like expensive oil. Mark, they don't sell it at Sprouts. wart. No, it's helichism oil. I've been doing some research. Cane yellow. Uh, into <laughs> whenever I try to like come up with. It always just flops. Cane yellow. Oh, that's good. Yellowkin. No, it's helichism. Yellowkin. See, that's good. Uh, so it's a. This is this is true here. Modern science now confirms what traditional populations have known for centuries. Oh, it's helichrysum oil. I forgot that. That sounds good. Helichrysum. Helichrysum essential oil contains special properties that make. It's an antioxidant, an antibacterial, an antifungal, and an anti-inflammatory. Those are all the antis you want in your life. Are they not? Do you want fungus? No. Do you want inflammation? No. Do you want bacteria? No. Do you want oxidants? (coughs) No, sir. So why am I asking you this question, Mark? I want there to be another name for it. It can't be that hard to say if it's going to work. 
You need to have helichrysum oil. Boom. Helichrysum. You, you do. It took me two seconds to find this because I went to DoTerra, pioneering multi-level marketer in the essential oils game. Well, maybe that's why I asked you. Helichrysum, helichrysum is often used to prevent signs of aging and referred to as the everlasting flower. Yeah. You need some everlasting flower oil. Well, here's why I need it, though. I've been doing some research on the, the messaging boards of uh, earthclinic.com. Oh, God. That sounds... The tinnitus right messaging up boards. I have found helichrysum essential oil to greatly contribute to the reduction of tinnitus in as little as three days. The oil is massaged on the bone behind the ear. Do not put drops of the oil directly into the ear canal. So far, the straight helichrysum oil Did you hear that? Don't is do working that. wonders for me. A heads up, it's not cheap, but a very little is working wonders so far. <clears throat> Would you, you expect that? it to be cheap? A, a miracle cure? No. The, the uh, supplement that I take, the, what is it, tinnitus off or some, some like herbal supplement pill thing I take. You do? Yeah, it helps. Maybe it's placebo, maybe what? it's not. That was so loud. Is that how loud those things come through? That just kind of depends on the day. God. It's one thing to just drop them randomly in, but to have them bleed out your ears. What Speaking you, of tinnitus. What do you got right here for us? Take good care of Josh's heart. What's that, buddy? So, oh, you are all ramped. You think it's so... You're running out of time. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Don't do this. Wait, don't do what? You're going to spend a bunch of money on an oh, essential oil? How much is oil? the oil? How much is it? I don't know. Look on it's Amazon. Your, your thing. You have the computer. All right. I'll look it up. Don't do it. I mean, if, I guess if you're looking for another thing to... You know what? I like essential oils. Dude, if I you're all I just can't have the, a nice essential oil around You know what? I'll, you know what? You what? give me... No. No money. Just as repayment for all the lovely lunches over here, I will bring you over next week some of this oil. Really? Yep. I'll bring you some. Okay. And it'll work just as good as no, placebo. No, you're just going to put, yeah, you're going to put some olive oil in a little <laughs> yep, thing with and the dropper. Sit, and then put a little nope, food color in no, there and you'll nope, be nope, fine. Nope. You know what some of the other cures? Oh, here's one for $160. $160? Here's one for 120 For how much? Is it like a gallon? Mm, here's one for 20 13 Okay. No, you could, you, yeah, there you go. That's up here, alley. 13 I like that. <sighs> uh, your sources here are not robust. <laughs> Well, I read another cure on that message board. Some people like to take a clove of garlic, peel it, chop off one end, and then stick that in their ear canal. Let the garlic fumes get up there and work their magic on the tiny instruments that make up the human ear. So what do you think about that? It's just, well, I mean, what these message boards Go prove, do it right now. Go get and put it in your ear. I want to see it. I can't do that while I'm podcasting. Right after. That's, Maybe right after. That's IG material. But all this stuff just proves that the tinnitus is one of the most frustrating ailments around because people are willing to try <clears throat> No anything. doubt, man. I'm sure it's Some a... people also just pour hydrogen peroxide, H2O2, in their ear. I can... Yeah, that, well, that crink, crinkles away the wax. <laughs> Crinkle? You'll, it'll be like... Yeah, I have some Debrox, too. You ever use that stuff? No. Flushes out the wax. It's a problem I don't have yet. That you know of. I'm one not day. worried about this problem. About tinnitus? I think it's, a, I think it's another stress Is age. your leg made of wood? You went to knock on wood, but you knocked on your leg, Long John Silvers. There's wood in here, right there. Somewhere. All right. Take good care of Josh's heart. You bet it's a, it's a must. Now that this is a money-making enterprise, I mean. We can kind of keep me healthy. Data published. This is, oh, I didn't, 
Oh, it's not a full bore story. Food news eventually. We're not even to the eventually. But this is still but here's food some news. Food news up front. You're welcome. Stephen Daniels, I believe, Big Ups Pro, Nutri Ingredients, data published in the March 7 issue of JAMA, which is, it's a little bit better for uh, research results than Earth Clinic. Just a bit. Maybe four years ago, but we're in a new era. It indicates the highest number of cardiometabolic deaths were associated with too much sodium and processed meat and not enough nuts and seeds, seafood omega-3 fats, vegetable and fruit, compared with optimal consumption levels. Nationally, estimated cardiometabolic deaths related to insufficient healthier foods, nutrients, remained at least as substantial as those related to excess unhealthy foods, nutrients. What? Yeah. It's important. But the whole purpose, the whole point of the study is that, uh, yeah, you can do a good job avoiding the bad stuff. It's just as important to incorporate the good stuff. It's not like the low fat, low sodium, all this stuff. You got to get the fruits and vegetables and the fatty acids in there. I've been doing that. Well, I'm not saying I've you read haven't. there was I think this I think this study spun off a an article that was flying around the news feed not too long ago about that people aren't eating enough nuts. But that's a problem. Could be. I mean, the big culprits here That seems to be the nut of this study is nuts. Well, no. So am among, I hearing you right? Eat more nuts. Absolutely. Okay. Nuts. Among all of the villains and heroes involved the largest estimated mortality was associated with t- essentially too much sodium. I've seen you salting your sardine melts, salting your charred onion soups, salting, salting, salting. You salt your shit too. Yeah, I pay some attention to sodium. Though. I do too. I buy low sodium vegetable broth so that I can then salt the finished product. <laughs> Think about your sodium. I've thought about it. Don't worry. Then it's followed by nuts and seeds, not getting enough nuts and seeds. That's what I said. Getting too much, then too much processed meats. Yeah. Then not enough seafood omega-3 fats. Uh, I'm eating Kansas sardines. Then not getting enough vegetables and fruits. I eat a salad a day. Too much <clears throat> sugar-sweetened beverages. Does beer count? I'm a booch. But, that, but the booch eats the sugar. Not it, enough it whole grains. the chemistry of the... Et cetera, et cetera. Sodium, this is... I'm, I'm just, You're harping on the sodium, huh? I'm harping on the sodium for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, my grandma was big on a low-sodium diet. This was way back in the 80s, my friend. And when she would come to stay with us, she'd bring this little can of salt substitute mm-hmm. that was the most hideous taste. She'd put it on popcorn, and it would just destroy <clears throat> it. No. It Pop- tasted like nickels. Population-wide salt reduction policies that include a strong government role to educate the public and engage industry to gradually reduce salt content in processed foods. That's the key here. It's not, I'm making fun of you for salting your stuff, but it's all the sodium in the processed All that stuff that comes with the sodium baked right in. Silent killer. Yep. For example. It's an assassin. For example, some of these population-wide policies uh, were implemented in the UK and Turkey. They appear to be effective, equitable, and highly cost-effective or even cost-saving. Saving. Saving. Well, we'll need that, right? From my mouth to Trump's ears. Yeah, because the Republicans are going to pass the savings. They're going to pass the savings on to them. Political. Just a little. Speaking of, though. Which leads us right into this segment. Into like what has quickly become the My hottest segment on the show. The sound cue. Well, we're, we're. Here it is. We're talking a little bit till we get to the sound cue. I was trying to pump it up because I, you know, I moved it, but I didn't move it quite enough. But it's let me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Post Trump America. Let me stop you there. 
Whoa. <laughs> that was the extended remix. We got it a little extra this time. See, I told you. Is that on purpose? Not entirely. <laughs> so this isn't actually Trump news, but it's, it's news um, relating to one of Trump's It's one of our favorite friends, li- listener-supported segments. But this is about Tom As we Tom track Brady. Trump America, post-Trump America, as I like to call it. Okay, that's what you're calling it. And you're keying us up. There's a Tom, Br- Tom Brady makes perfect story, is, is welcome inside this segment because he's close cousins with Trumpster. He is. They're buddies. Um, Tom Brady. And- I wonder if they could okay. share a meal together. Well, here's a way they could do it. Although this is not the kind I'm of, their Trump's diets the couldn't be different, more different. Exactly. So Tom Brady endorses meal subscription service. This, uh, I'm giving a hat tip right now. JTT.org, just the tip. Thank you, just the tip for this. For the tip. Just the tip. Some of the players in this are going to surprise you. You know these people. Are you okay. ready? I'm ready. I'm listening. Plant-based meal company. Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot of Massachusetts. <sighs> How perfect. They're from Massachusetts too, huh? It's, it's wicked, wicked synergistic. Announced Tuesday a partnership with the New England Patriots quarterback unveiling a line of TB12 meals wow. that follow Brady's rigid diet. Look how far they've fallen post-Bittman. Brady's meals will not differ from what Purple Carrot normally sells in that they will, per Brady's stipulations, be higher protein, gluten-free, and limited in soy and refined sugar. Huh. None of the meals will contain recipes with dairy, eggs, seafood, meat, or processed foods. Whoa. So no process, no dairy, no meat, no egg, no, gluten. no soy, no gluten. A lot of protein. No refined sugar. Is there an example of what these meals might be? Because Sample meals. that is a restrictive. No, we know no nightshades. Yeah, no nightshades. Sample meals include a ramen bowl with charred broccolini and gingered amaranth and crispy turnip cakes with quinoa, tabbouleh, and za'atar yogurt. I mean, it actually, like, I like it and would eat it, but it could not be less football. I know. (laughs) Turnip cakes. (laughs) Hey, guys. Good year. I'm giving everybody on the team... A free subscription to my turnip cake turnip cakes meal kit service. Well, I mean, the dude's a little annoying, but in terms of no, if you were if you bit. were a teammate of his or even anyone in the NFL, and quite you, the role model. But you take a look at him, right? He's forty years old, basically. He's like the same age as me. There is no way I could play an entire game of football. He's got some supplements that he used to. You could get on those, buddy. I don't need that. You want to ride saying, his jock so much? I don't want to ride his jock. I'm just saying there's a case to be made for following his diet plan, perhaps. Stop. If you're in the NFL. But if you're not, if you're just worried about cholesterol, just eat more nuts, baby. That's all you got to do. And may I suggest a Natch muscle ball, muscly ball, while you're at it. Oh, Natch's muscly balls. Those will be... Te- yeah, you have to text to order those. You have to text the Soundhawk. Yep, and I'll kick We're taking over the three orders board. now. We're no, taking... you should be the. You should give out your number. All orders go to now, you. You're my distribution warehouse here. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> so you text the Soundhawk, and you can place pre-orders now for Natchez Muscly Balls. That one is more like a Kickstarter. We need to get to a million dollars in orders before we can go into production. So Why don't you set up the Kickstarter? I already did. Uh, so here's a quote, though, real quick. Eating meals just like the ones we'll send out to our customers has really helped me stay at the top of my game. Oh, stupid quote. Brady said in a statement, were you listening, Red Twist? Eat a, soy, eat a soy-free food bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. All right. Speaking of those muscly balls, that were, you like to call me the bell of the ball, but... Well, you are. I saw you those, dancing to Wayne Newton at Expo West. Th- those 
Bus- just like cycling through food CEOs, he'd grab one from the sidelines, twirl oh, a bit, and then the- cast that food CEO off to the side and pluck another. All and friends. They were all starry-eyed. One big family. So what did you want to say? I was just going to say that Natch's muscly balls were the bell of the ball at Expo West. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was awkward because you are usually the bell of the ball there. But there were two bells of the balls. Well, there was the bell of the ball and, and were- the balls from the bell of the ball. Let's see. There the bell go. of the ball's balls. The bell of the ball's balls. Speaking of other nonsensical sayings, that's Ooh. our interlude today. Oh, I'm ready for an interlude. Yeah. This is a food news eventually podcast. You have You've made successfully it made it through the eventually. Yeah. Although there was some food news in there. There was a it lot was. of food news. We snuck it in there. But the hard hitting news, the it's cutting coming. edge news comes after this. Uh, Aaron Mitchell. Love him. Aaron Mitchell if there, of the Mitchell brothers down out in New Orleans? No, let me tell you this. If there was no Aaron Mitchell, there would absolutely absolutely be no old gay. Because Aaron Mitchell, back when I first went away to college... Does anybody to, know who old gay is? When I, you just heard some old gay up front. It's AK, it's Josh. It's me. And when it's I went off... To, Josh is a... It's his DJ name or something. <laughs> yeah, old gay. When I went off to school at Adams State College in Alamosa, oh, Colorado... What a school... Nah. But one of the first friends I made down there was my buddy Aaron Mitchell, and he had his guitar. We would we would sing songs, we'd write songs, we'd make up little skits. It wasn't so. A, is this a bootleg we're about to hear? Is this like no, a, he's a he's a musician? He oh, releases wow. music, and I just I haven't talked Excuse to him me. in a while. But I always loved his. He's an amazing songwriter, great Let's lyricist. All right, I just wanted to sing his praises all... for a minute. What? Well, remember the Black Velvet Band? I do. He he was the principal singer and songwriter in the Black Velvet Band, and you blew a horn. I did very loudly, um, and also he lives in Chicago now. Great. Yeah, I think he has a reform band called the Dirty Green, but I believe this is just credited just to Aaron Mitchell. I always live my life like an honorable soldier, and it's a waiting for waiting for the fighting to get over. Devoted to a war, I didn't know what the war was for, and now I'm here. With my popsicle sticks and other broken things Hearts and hands and old dreams You know everything you find on a barroom floor And they'll say Hindsight's always 20-20 But you can't get your heart back You can't get your money Hindsight's always 20-20 Man, I always thought that same Just a little bit funny Hindsight's always 20 Gotta get on with it, but you can't get the popsicle back on the stick. Can't get the popsicle back on the stick. Can't get the popsicle. I always live my life like a runaway boulder. Never listen to a word I was told. And if anybody asks, I say, hey, that's the way I roll. But now I'm with a crucifix and skeletal wings Hearts and hands and nonsensical saints You know everything you find carved on a bathroom door And they'll say Hindsight's always 20-20 But you can't get your heart back You can't get your money Hindsight's always 20-20 Man, I always thought that same Just a little bit funny Hindsight's always 20-20 Gotta get on with it, but you can't get the popsicle back on the stick. Can't get the popsicle back on the stick. 
can get the popsicle. Always live my life like a game of Red Rover. Send all the friends in the booze right over. We'll get it on all night long, just until the cows come home. And then the next day, with your head in your hands and the heart in the wings, waking up from a drunken dream, but just wondering why in the hell did I do that for? Back your mind, you'll hear. Hindsight's always 20 20, but you can't get your heart back, you can't get your money. Hindsight's always 20 20, man, I always thought that same, just a little bit funny. Hindsight's always 20 20, well, no shit, you gotta get on with it, but you can't get the popsicle back on the stick. Can't get the popsicle back on the stick. Can't get the popsicle. Can't get the popsicle. We're back. Natch, episode 107. What a line. Isn't that a good? Can't get the popsicle back on the stick. See, I told you. Guy's a genius. That was a great song. Yeah. He's got a whole bunch uh, of great songs. Okay. Great finger picker. Yeah. A little bit acoustic. Love me some acoustic. Oh, well, you'd love With some his... percussive... Oh, he's got a lot of that. You'd love his, uh, his, his body of work. <laughs> How would but I... He and I would sit... When I moved to Chicago, then we How would, would like, sit it? in his apartment and like on his four-track make all these crazy songs. Like, I didn't... Oh. He opened me up to the... Well, how do I hear him? Oh, links in the Google Doc. He's on... He's got a bunch of songs on... Um, is he on Bandcamp? No, what is it? It's like some revolution or what's it? Reverb Nation? Reverb Nation. Huh. There's a picture of him, too. We'll put it in the Google Doc. That him? It's the top of his head. That's the top of his head. <laughs> okay. Featured song, Started the War. Not, hey, look at that. Great. I'm excited. You'll enjoy that later. Become a fan. Okay. I got to join Reverb Nation. Oh, boy. You can also just download all the songs. I'm already on Patreon. I know. You got so many sites that you're already a member of. <clears throat> food news, eventually. You've reached the eventually, or yeah, the Welcome food news the portion. Thank you for listening. Quick stretch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Upper back. Okay. After years of designing fatter birds, food companies are finally realizing chickens shouldn't grow so fast. Duh. Chase Purdy. QZ.com. Quartz. Oh, we should have invited Chase. Chase has a purdy mouth. We've got to get Ch- Chase would be good for the show. Do you know Chase? Well, no, but he'd be good. Good job booking that one. We'll book him. <laughs> Write another story, Chase. <laughs> I bet he does. For decades, it's been a race. How could we make chickens grow a lot fatter, a lot faster? It was all about feeding the largest number of people. And for the most part, whether it was pleasant for the birds or not, we have gotten pretty good at it. But now food companies are signaling they want to slow down, changing the process to make life easier for the chickens and to also make their meat taste better. Hmm. Doing so, though, requires scientists dive into and tinker with chicken genetics to create a new, slower-growing model of bird... That fundamentally changes what winds up on dinner plates. Subscribers to the newsletter will see this lovely picture of the Cobb 500 chicken as it has progressed to the Cobb 700 chicken and then the Cobb Sasso. <laughs> Cobb Sasso? Wait, Even what's bigger. happening in this picture? They're getting bigger. The, the 700 looks bigger than the Sasso. The Sasso is like a different color. Maybe that's a What happened to his, his 
rooster's what are those things maybe called? It's a, the it's crown? A hen. Maybe what's that shit on a rooster's head? Oh, look at the undercarriage. What's yeah, a little, different? Whole what's, different approach with that bird. What's the glove thing on a rooster's head called? Coxcomb. Yeah, the coxcomb. Only one of these has a. Well, no, five hundred has a coxcomb. I would encourage you to ch- read the full article. It talks about all of like the major producers here, not the producers like Tyson, like the people that genetically tinker with the birds and get them just the way you want them, they, so that you can they grow fatter, faster, and you can harvest them sooner. Well, and you want a big titted bird because that's what people are looking for is that white, the breast meat. They want, that's why they're all top heavy, bud. Here's a chart for you. You love those. Because people don't want the, the fats. They don't want the, the thigh meat with the extra oils. Average they're weight. afraid of animal fats, Mark. But yeah. you're not. Go ahead. There was Go this ahead. other story on the internet going around about people trying to talk, cook a chicken medium rare. Ugh. <laughs> like it's a delicacy. It's fucking gross. I die. Average weight of a broiler chicken at slaughter. Back in 1960, just over three pounds. Just over. 2015, huh, over six. Doubled that bitch. That's double the weight. And what's not on this chart. Did you say doubled that bitch? Th- look, yeah, I did. There's no average on this chart. Where is that? What the hell? Where's, yeah. It's <laughs> a callback. <clears throat> Okay, uh, you know, so Wendy's announced it was committed to using 20% smaller chickens to improve taste. Not uh, animal welfare reasons, just for taste, huh? I think taste is coming up with animal. It's, it's, so that puts the fast food chain in the company of Chipotle, Panera, Noodles, and Whole Foods. Interesting bedfellows there. You gotta get with the program. They've all decided to work with animal welfare groups to switch over to slower growing breeds. The idea is that lighter chickens will be happier because they'll have the strength to roam around unencumbered by their own weight. What is not mentioned in this quote is how hard it's going to be to pull this off because what are you going to do? You got some of these like smaller, slower, happier chickens mixed in with the big-titted angry ones in, in all the systems involved in producing them. It's going to be a mess. Are you picturing like a, a chicken prison yard? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's pretty intense. It takes all kinds, but... Final chart. Look at that. Number of food animals slaughtered in 2014. Look at chicken compared to all the other ones. Well, yeah, they're so... Well, ducks. Six, ducks are second? Yeah. Cows are last? That's crazy. Well, you no, know what's... Uh, number of animals. You, you know what's suspicious, suspicious, suspiciously you absent? more meat out of that. Tigers. I, 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 I. That was forced. It would have worked perfectly if you didn't interrupt. Forced in a weird cue. That's a, that's a quickly become a crowd favorite. Mm. People love the tiger cue. <laughs> You're getting texts about it all the time. Everyone's texting the sound talk. More of that tiger cue, please. And he's just got to tell them, sorry, one per show. Or are you turning the floor over to me? I'm done with my slow growing chickens. That's a, that's a bit of good news. That is a good news for chickens. Good news for people who eat chickens. Good news, news for people who like people who listen to food news eventually and eat chickens. Yeah. Good news for people who co-host a show with someone who's been talking about trying, he's been trying to eat vegan for months. Oh, he's, been, he's been hammering on this message for like episode after episode. Then this guy invites his co-host over to his house, serves him chicken. So it's good come news on. for that guy too. <laughs> come on over. Oh, wait, what? You're vegan? Oh, oh yeah. You've only said that like 50 times on when the podcast. When did that happen? <laughs> Well, I made chicken. <laughs> Mostly vegan. So it was okay. Moving on. It's poke, man. Oh, I gave you this story. The ultimate hipster food glossary. Did you give it to me because you wanted me to bristle at the word hipster in the headline? Because that could be our things. jumping off point. That is like, the. you know what? 
my wife and I had this experiment for a while. We still kind of conduct it. But like anytime either of us described something as weird, it was hit the brakes. Give me a better, better adjective. I need something more. Cause it's mm-hmm. like just this lazy thing. This, oh, that's so weird when that happens. But it's, it's a very nondescript thing, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hipster is the new weird. You use it fucking everywhere. It's not as bland, but it's getting oh, there. Oh, it's as bland. I promise you. No one knows what the fuck it means anymore because it means nothing. I'm looking right at it. That's all I need to know. You got a mirror? Nope. <laughs> I'm looking at 4G Greg Bagney alien socks. Those are kind of good. No hipster would ever wear those. Some sort of drop crotch women's jogging no, these are men. Tights. These are drifters. These were made in Los Angeles in Compton, straight out of Compton. Oh, God. Yeah. By Not the people local? Nearby, I'm sure. Yeah. So here, I'm going to go ahead and give you, see, this is a terrible article, actually. It's, a, <coughs> it's supposed to be a glossary, but it's really just a list of new shit. Like, it doesn't. Oh, good. It's not a glossary. Where's it from? The Gl- Guardian. Tony Naylor. I'll Doesn't do a glossary in, uh, imply, like, completeness? Because it's not. No. It's just a hodgepodge list. All right? Okay. Unicorn. A billion dollar company. And if this, were, if this were a real glossary, that would be at the end almost because it's a U. You alphabetize a glossary. Come Am on. I right? Come on, Tony. If you thought the freak shake was peak infant, infant, infantilization, infantilization, that's a hard word to say. Infantilization? Infantilization? That's the like f- a, What's the freak shake? I don't know. You gave me this weird <laughs> article. Well, now I got to know what the freak shake is. Unicorn is all about turning cakes, bakes, shakes, and even the occasional toasty. See, it's also British. (laughs) Into eye-watering, multicolored monstrosities using a rainbow of food dyes, sprinkles known as unicorn food. Edible glitters and tiny marshmallows. Well, we got a problem with that one because unicorn already means something beyond just the magical horse. What's it mean to you? It means a billion-dollar tech company. Ooh, it means another thing too. Yeah, that's my point. No, I mean, if, no, another third thing. If oh, I can, no, no, no. If no. I can, what is this? If you want to take my hand, oh, and we'll, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll take a quick little walk back into the UX game. Oh, I thought you were to get no sexual. They'd call it the purple unicorn, I think. That sounds or, like a sex move. It does, yeah, suspiciously, the purple unicorn. But it meant like a, someone who could design and do code. Mm. Huge schism in the uh, in the UX world around that thing because like some people like are hiring for a unicorn. They want a unicorn. Plenty of other people think the skills it takes to make a good developer are not the same skills that it takes to make a good designer. You're not going to find enough overlap for there to be a fleet of unicorns. And I think someone even started a unicorn academy trying to produce these sad bastardized creatures. The unicorn is someone who blends it, who who transcends the schism. The schism. Yes, they can can come up with a design and then they can go and code it. No, I think that's great. Yeah, but it, I can do that. No, you, you must certainly I have a, not. are you kidding? My left and right brains are so balanced and so high performing. That is exactly the kind of thing that I would excel at. Oh, you don't know Ruby on Rails from Python, if my I, friend. If I apply Oh, myself, if you so chose. If I choose to do this. All right. Uh, Give me some more. Calsots. Calsots. Niçoise, calsots, calsots. What's a calsot? It's an overgrown Catalan spring onion. Or, oh. or is it the Iberian leek? <laughs> I don't know. Because this is a poorly written article. Either way, suddenly visible in ambitious UK restaurants where we heathens often eat the whole thing, not just the sweet white bulb, usually charred and eaten dipped in Romanesco. Or Romesco, sorry. Romanesco is a different vegetable. I know that. Looks like fractals. So what do you think about that? Meh. I'd eat it. At least that's a real thing. 
Yeah, at least it's a real thing. This, I don't like. Turbo G&T. A G&T, which everyone mm. knows is one of the trailblazing kombucha brands out there. Mm-mm. Yeah. G&T, they've been in the game for evs, dude. What's G&T? Gin and tonic. The kombucha oh. brand is GT's. Oh, okay. I got this totally wrong. Colossal moron. God. <laughs> I forgot they called them G&T's <laughs> in England. All right, but this is gross anyway. They call them that here. No, no one does. Oh, my Lord. That's a British thing. That I did know. God, the cockiness. I wish people could have seen that. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's, it's a legacy kombucha brand. You know. Well, it made yeah, sense. Yeah, I know GT's. I oh, know. Now when I read the rest of this, it makes more sense. <laughs> A GT spiked with cold brew coffee, which everyone, okay, the style mags after it blew up on Insta, they're calling this the new espresso martini. So you didn't like the idea of coffee in your kombucha. No, I really don't like the idea of cold brew coffee in my You tried to make that once. Remember that? You tried to make the coffee kombucha Well, I tried to make a, yeah, I tried to make a cold brew kombucha. Yeah, that's what I mean. Using coffee as the base, and it ended up tasting like fish sauce. Right. Which, maybe I shouldn't have thrown it out. It could have been a good... Seasoning They're agent. putting some cool stuff in that kombucha now. Raishi mushrooms. Why would you want that? Why you- that's like a health elixir. That's Go to Earth Clinic and read up about that. You'll be all on board. Oh, you think so, huh? All right, what else? Um, so wait a minute. That, what is it? So you put cold brew coffee in your gin and tonic? No, yeah. uh, dumb. Dumb. See, maybe that's why my mind went to kombucha because that makes a little more sense. That might be why. Or because I'm fucking kind of dumb. Uh, miso caramel salt. That's a question. Is this just like salt f- food trends? Yes. It's I don't not know hipster. why you sent me this shit. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't have to do it. No, it's fine. Using, using salt to season food. What are you? A barbarian? Yeah. You're what do you have? Paleo? Cardiometabolic issues. No. All the cool kids now use miso with miso caramel, the new supercharged salted caramel promising to be its big crossover hit. So- Miso caramel. I like that, though. That'd be good. Yeah. You get the salinity, but with added umami, making it more savory and complex, says Chef Nick Greaves, who uses it with desserts at his Newcastle restaurant, the Patricia. Oh, I like that name. The Patricia. Patricia. Let's go to the Patricia. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, what's up with that miso caramel? Um, That was hmm? a blend of Cockney and Sussex. Yeah, you sounded like uh, Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. You're done. Got one more. This show. Oh. Kachapuri. Ooh. Wanna freak out your hipster friends? Yeah. Wanna freak out your wanna freak out your weird friends? Yeah. Casually mentioned Kachapuri. Recently tipped by a restaurant magazine. This Georgian specialty is a growing cult status in the US, but is largely unknown here. Try it at London's little Georgia restaurants. What? Georgia? I'm in. I know. This is all about your Southern Pride. Your ancestry. Southern pride. What is it? However, it is only a matter of time before someone enterprising takes kachapuri. Imagine a pizza-like dough boat. Okay. A dough boat filled with cheese, eggs, and butter and makes it massive. Mm. What's not to like, Mark? A pizza boat. A pizza dough boat with egg in it. I saw a picture of this. actually looked pretty good. Looks pretty good. Almost redeemed this article. Why is it called kachapuri? It's so exotic. I don't know. I do not know. didn't quite do the extra research like I did with Dave Dahl. Yeah, I have a life. (sighs) Unclear. You got a bonus story in here? Oh, that's right. Last, sorry, we'll cram in one extra bit of food news eventually. 
Rise of the Robot Bees, Tiny Drones Turned into Artificial Pollinators by Crystal Ponty on NPR. I haven't read it, but let's just live digest it. Let's do it. Let's just do it on the, in the, on the fly. Okay. On the fly or on the bee? <laughs> I'm reading Almond Trees. Uh, oh, there they are. Their branches are swelling. Oh, preparation for pollination. Oh. Don't make it erotic. No bees. No almonds. It's that simple, he says. Oh, where are the bees? Bee deaths have been on the rise, with losses outpacing colonies' ability to regenerate. Last year, the U.S. lost 44% of all honeybee colonies. That was bad. (laughs) The numbers have been that bad for a while. Um, Other species of bees have neared mass extinction, including the rusty patch bumblebee and seven species of Hawaiian yellow-faced bees. But Why are you fucking with the yellow-faced bees? You think those are street bees? Mm. No. A world without bees may seem far-fetched, but experts are looking for ways to help plants survive without them. Aihiro Miyako, a researcher at Japan's National Institute of Advanced Industrial Science and Technology, has designed what he believes could one day be a partial solution, an insect-sized drone capable of artificial pollination. Coated with a patch of horsehair bristles and an ionic liquid gel. These pint-sized robots can collect and transfer pollen from one plant to another. It's here. It's arrived. Does it mention the episode of Black Mirror? Anyone that, where in that article? There it is. Oh, that doesn't look like it'd fly in your ear and kill you. Not yet. That's just version one. Yeah. That's a prototype. That's an MVP. Oh, man. Dude, we've been, we knew this was coming. We did. We've been talking about it. I mean, we called this out probably two years ago. We were talking about drone bees were on the way. And oh, here's a video. Go listen to. Uh, I'm looking. I'm just scanning. This. Uh, no, no mention of. How could you not mention Black Mirror? Mm-hmm. I mean, here's a question. How could you do that? Are you going to be able to? How out of touch? What if you've got these drone bees pollinating near a pasture with cows? Are you going to be able to ensure that that? Cow meat is drone free. If you've harassed the cows with the bee drones. Although those are little. The cow could swish at those little drones no, with its tail. No. What if you had 12 of them buzzing around your head all mm. day? What if someone hacks into the drone bees and just instead of killing people at will. Already the conflict, just the pesters, tension. pesters cows. Is there a little toilet sound at the end of that? What was that? I think that was your belly. What? No. The, the cues are very loud this week. Thanks for listening. Yep. Drone bees have arrived. We told you so. Yep. Natch, episode 107. Check out the Street, street Bees. Was that the name of that episode? I it think was. Street Bees. We interview uh, Danielle Bilo. Yeah, I'll tell you. Of Bumble Fumble. It's, one of, it's a crowd favorite. It is. She's, she's doing a lot of good work trying to get uh, bee habitats in closer proximity to other bee habitats throughout the city using parking lots and like weird green belts. Fill yep. those with... Uh, Episode 95. Episode 95, Street Bees. That's where we, we finally understood the difference between the pollinator cultivated... The adorable cart, honeybee. Cart them around the country and pollinate stuff, and then the street bees that are just there in the logs under the ground all winter. And Right, but to be fair, street bees was your <coughs> moniker that you came I, up with? I mean, I... To the rest of the world, they're known as native bees, usually. Many of them live underground. I like street bees. I like street bees, too. It's a good one. All right, text the Soundhawk. What's that number? Blah. All right, uh, go to our Patreon page. Yeah. Is that a yeah? I sure hope so.
108 in a week. Yeah, wait for that. Oh, you're making the hard cut sound? <laughs> I think I'll cut it when I'm ready. Yeah.